Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to Phil's Recap and Review, The Walking Dead 100th Episode, Season 8, Episode 1, Mercy. The Recap and Review. And here are two guys that were shitting their pants to get out here and talk about this episode of The Walking Dead. I'm shitting my pants right now, and we will. Yes, we will. We will. We will. We've already won this podcasting war of The Walking Dead. With us an amazing episode. Rick learned the count. We learned the wonderful art of foreplay in this episode. I can't wait to talk about foreplay and blue balls and there were some things in this episode of the walking dead and, I, and of course we'll get joe in here in a second there are certain things in this episode of the walking dead i really liked the last or 10 minute before the last 15 minutes the 10 of the last 15 minutes but there was a lot of for a hundredth episode that was really really hyped as action-packed it's not that I didn't like this episode. I was just a little bit underwhelmed from the excitement. It was a little bit too much jerking, not enough coming. That's not to say it was a bad episode of The Walking Dead for me, but I but I do have some ups and downs on this episode. But I'm not alone. We have with us the live motherfucking chat. And also, if you want to get your voice in the conversation, we don't have a call-in number right now, but we do have a voicemail line open at 781 781- 990-8509. Again, 781-990-8509. Yeah, Corey Mitchell says I should start this whole podcast off with an inspirational speech. I am. Everybody, Joe and I are going to gather together this year. We're going to work hard to really bring it. We're going to bring it. We're going to win this podcasting war. And everyone also would like to welcome... The, I'd like to welcome the birthday boy, uh, 12 midnight on the East Coast, it'll be Joe's birthday. So for our happy birthday present for him was his return to the podcast after 22 episodes missing. Joe, how awesome was this premiere episode of The Walking Dead, and how are you, Joe? Well, I I enjoyed most of it, and uh, I'm well. <laughs> Good. Good. Awesome. That, that's... I enjoyed most of it. The, the, the first few minutes, uh, I was like, all right, nice Rick's Beach. And then uh, King Schmuck Boy opened his mouth, and I was like, oh, fuck. But then Maggie brought it home for me. Yeah, King Schmuck Boy. We'll get into him in a second. Like, you... Way to rip me right the fuck out of a scene. To jump into the live motherfucking chat for a second, we got Ren, Simberbier, Mike, Mary, Felicia, Timo, Bitches. Great name, Bitches. Uh, fucking, uh, the episode did nothing for me. Why didn't they just waste Negan and crew when they walked out, Bitches? Right, right, exactly, exactly. Thank you. Why? Why not? Why not? You you decided I'm going to count down and start from 10 and then just started shooting above everybody's heads on the porch. What? They all got back through that fucking door. What? Fucking ridiculous. Felicia says, oh, yeah, time to get confused because she doesn't watch The Walking Dead. Happy birthday, Joe. Happy 76th birthday to Joe Dirty Locks. The Simberbia pictures. Not quite that many, but we're we're getting there. We're getting there. Simberbia pictures. The show. Uh, the show finally broke. Uh, broke Simberbia pictures heart. Finally, happy name day to Joe. Agree. Simberbia says, Timo Chalkboy was the first to get here. Lots of love to Chalkboy. Bloody talker is there. Is this heaping pile of dog shit like last season? Okay, nice Joe. Way to way to start things right. Now, just to address the the thing in the room, season seven was not our favorite here between Joe and I and everyone that we talked about on our on this channel. Anyway, it was the absolute fucking worst. <laughs> it was pretty bad for us here, and not saying that everyone thought that, but I think Joe and I, and if people joined us, a lot of people were like, "Oh God, you guys are so negative." On last year, I will say this about this episode, especially there was a few scenes that had me hopeful for where this season could go. Specifically, the Daryl scene, like when he's running around and just blowing 
blowing people up and it's almost just like an action fun kind of situation going on as he's just blowing up walkers and walking around and chewing bubble gum and blowing shit up. I loved when uh, when Trevor, what's his name? I, I, I always forget his name on the show. Uh, uh, Trevor's character, Simon, kicks Gregory down the flight of the stairs. And I also like Gregory stealing father shitheads thing because that's a that's joe joe screaming at the tv don't stop for this piece of shit he stops for this piece of shit and and exactly what should happen to him happens to him yep. so, so things piece of shit shits on him like if you stop for a piece of shit expect that you're gonna get shit on yourself mm-hmm. right <laughs> like, that was, that's that's the way shit works <laughs> we were in we were in a shitheadception in that moment joe it was it was shithead versus shithead who do you follow in a shitception you just don't know it's a shit within itself self is just a pile of dung <laughs> I, I, listen we swam through a, a river of shit to get to this mountain of shit you know <laughs> i'm trying to channel my inner abraham <laughs> try 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 we're, we're getting there it's, yeah we're, we're, we're i'm we're, eating a shit sandwich on this one <laughs> it's we're, we're rusty it's been a whole year talk about the walking dead it's been a long time but i do find some potential moments here for me it's when they get too dialogue heavy and when we get a lot of speeches and a lot of that stuff and it's too much. And when we get that's, into that's, action on The Walking Dead, it's really good. It's real. It's not like exceptional, amazing television, but it's fun. And get back to, and if this whole season it, should have been but fun. But it is, it is exceptional, amazing television. They know how to set a scene. They know how to set tension. Like when you, when the, some of the scenes you were talking about, Dow riding around, blowing shit up, or them taking out all the, all the outposts, um, some of the quiet shots, that shit really sets that's good television that's good storytelling without mucking it up by dialogue then you start with the dialogue and you have what's going really well this this rick speech that turns it like as soon as the the other the the kingdom dude opens his ezekiel opens his mouth it just it really rips me out of it I, i you that's one of the leaders seriously like still the fucking clown. He's not. A, he, he's the court jester. There. We're all about to fight for your lives, and you're thou this and fucking what? <laughs> what? Like Corey says, he tried to save Colonel Sanders. Like, don't a pile of dookie. You guys were right about last season. The drop off in ratings tells the tale. They lost over six million viewers. Says champions. Uh, Felicia says, trying to balance watching the Pats game and watching Phil and Joe. Uh, Joe, you're looking sexy in the robe. Hugh, dirty locks. Uh, we sweatshirt. Oh, so question, does Negan live in the trailer or does somehow that plan Gabriel ends up in the random trailer? I, I Negan just somehow lives this whole situation. Gabriel still had bullets, right? Rifle Negan. What happened, Gabriel? I'm invested seven seasons in, so I watch begrudgingly, says Me Paul too. Quigley. Rest in peace, uh, trailer, says Mary Paul Quigley. Timo with the $20 super chat donation. Welcome back, Joe. Happy name day. My condolences. You had to watch this episode on your birthday now. Drink, motherfucker. So I think I'm drinking for both of us tonight, so I will double yeah. I will double drink for Joe tonight, Timo. So true, they can't stand around and give speeches a lot during the episode. Rick's speech. Curl, curl, curl. I had Negan dig to rights, and all of a sudden, uh, Gabriel grabbed him. Send me money, Gypsies. My problem with The Walking Dead is that since season five, none of the characters are relatable to me. I just can't understand the thought process going behind this. Happy name, happy birthday to Joe, and ha- hello to Phil, says Anthony. That's that's good good point. Like he's got he's got Negan in his sights. It's all about killing Negan, right? That's the whole thing. We'll give everybody sanctuary. Just Negan's got to die, right? Like, and there didn't seem to be anybody firing back at them. Why didn't Rick advance on the it fucking seems like, Negan's, like Yeah, Negan's he's got a baseball bat hiding. 
Negan's like, big move. Fucking submachine gun. Negan's big move was really, Gregory's on my side. Oh, yippee. Gregory's on your side. Oh, whoopee. Yeah, it's no one took the shot. And do you think this episode should have been just, I, and I'm just playing should have been here. Everything that we basically saw in this episode, maybe even the foreplay, but making an hour and a half episode and actually have them kill Negan at the end of all of this. Would that yeah. be the best way to start this season? And I know people love the people. There are people out there that love Negan. He adds something, but wouldn't that be the best way for the Walking Dead to kind of move forward instead of? And I know Total War is a whole storyline. They have all this shit they need to do with it, and this whole big lead up. But I think from 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 fan reaction, from just the general word on the street, fuck that shit. But you know what I mean. Negan is done. Even Steph was like, okay, I can deal with this because this episode. I don't think ne Negan shouldn't walk out of this episode alive. And I think if that would have been the ultimate way to do the hundredth episode to correspond with the hundredth issue of what of Negan's first appearance in the hundredth issue of the comic, have the hundredth episode be the last time he's there and he and gets that's, fucking and killed. That's a, that would have been great, Phil. That would have been absolutely great because what it also would have done is it would have separated the kept the separation of the book and the comic for people a little bit more, kept people guessing a little bit more. It would have been good shock value. You're yep. killing your main bad guy right away. What are you going to do? Where are you going to go from here? Like, and then, how's the rebuilding going to go? And, that then, and, then, and then I might be just, you know, I'm sorry to do the fan crafting and stuff, but then the rest of the season, you can have them defeat different sects of the saviors that are still around as you introduce the new enemy or the new villain for the next season. You can still keep it on the saviors, but have the big thing that happens at the end of this episode be finally taking Negan down in a very <laughs> ceremonious way. And and I just think it would have been a great explosion for this hundredth episode. Not that I'm disappointed with this episode, with just the way they hyped this up to be like the the big episode of The Walking Dead at the end of last season. They said this is really a two-parter. It's it's going to be this huge payoff at the end of this episode. And I feel like from that standpoint, I was just a little underwhelmed with the conclusion of all of this, where the right. And especially with the way that this concludes, Phil, with the way they did this action, right, and how kind of underwhelming most of that was, right? Again, they portray these zombies as just awful, like Gabriel running through them, fucking the mayor running through them, like governor, whatever, like just awful, awful. Like, why is anybody scared of these zombies whatsoever? Period. Like, at yeah, this Chalk, point. Chalk Boys, like, the payoff was getting Gabriel caught? <laughs> question mark. Was that, was that, was that it? Was that our big payoff at the end of the yeah, episode? Remember, I still think Gab Gabriel, fuck him. Let him die. Who yeah, gives a shit about too. Gabriel? What's me his too. transformation? Oh, oh, he, he ran back to the, somewhere with a baby. You can trust me now, Rick. Yeah. Like, uh, I no, I really can't. Get your hands off my fucking baby, you piece of shit. I do want I do want to be clear though. As usual, the acting on the show for the most part is really spot on. I especially like Carol's subtlety in this episode in her dealing with uh, uh Tara chewing her fucking Twizzler that I just want to grab the Twizzler and slap the Twizzler out of her mouth. Where's she getting that Twizzler? Is that the most stale Twizzler in the history of the universe? Except what's wrong with her fucking aim all of a sudden she can't shoot at anything. No one can shoot when they have to. And I really like as I mentioned, I really like the Daryl. I actually like Dwight in this episode and how he's communicating with Daryl. Thought that was kind of cool, the in interesting way of seeing them and him, his duplicitous ways. I, I don't know Rick in this episode and the flashbacks to the to the old Rick, and then when we got the three time period Rick things. Do you think that is an actual future or some bad shit happens? And when we see Rick with the red eyes, like he smoked too many sandwiches, 
is that the real future? And he's kind of hoping is is that bearded shit we're seeing actual future or hope, Joe? Um, I couldn't tell you. I didn't. I kind of I kind of disliked the flash of the juxtaposition they were using. It- and the, like this could go two ways kind of thing. I thought it was kind of you. You enjoyed it. Yeah, it was. It was fantastic. You know, I love dream sequences. I, <laughs> I know this favorites. wasn't a dream. Those weren't dream sequences so much as they were just like, like Rick's thinking about that. You know, this shit could go bad or this shit could go. But we've seen shit go bad for Rick. We saw Larry die. We saw him have to kill Shane or his son kill Shane or whoever the fuck killed Shane. Like we saw this shit. Like. We've seen Red Eye Rick before, you know, like we saw him bite some motherfuckers face off. Right. right, Exactly. Like, I I just rather see why didn't anybody take the shot? You're having snipers and expert bowmen take out and, and, you know, take out all these fucking watchmen. But you don't like have two or three of them with their sights on Negan when he walks out onto that porch. Just as soon as he walks out, well, well, bang, done. Thank you. Any of you want to surrender, you can now. We can talk about this. If not, you know, let's go open the- fucking fire. Just kill all of them. Those are all of them. Those are all the lead bad guys. Like, kill them all, including Eugene. You know what? Casualty of fucking war. Oh, yeah. Eugene Too must fucking die. fucking bad, Eugene. Eugene must die in that. It's like, Amilt says it was Rick the Green Seer. Uh, old Rick was listening to Weird Al. Sam Burbia says, if it was a dream, they're wasting our time. If it's a flash, exactly. if it's a flash forward, they're killing the suspense of the war. Either way, we fucking lose. Yes. my Exactly how I feel about it. Exactly how I feel about it. Who said that? Sam Burbia pictures. Yes, Sam Burbia. That's... It's true. Yeah. Either way, we lose. E- either way. And it was it was interesting the way it was counter counter, but I felt like a little bit from a filmmaking standpoint. It, at times, it was a little bit confusing about where where it was going. Uh, at times, it, at least for me, maybe because I ate a few too many sandwiches. Is this going to go throughout the whole season? Are they going to be doing that shit? I don't know. Is this going to be? I want. That's what I wonder. Is this going to be like? A uh, shorter period of time where we flash inside Rick's mindset, or are we going to just do this at the beginning of the season, then again at the end of the season when just we like the conclusion of the this war? episode? Mm. Oh, so, so more than just this episode, that shit's awful. Like the other shit, like the I there was a lot about this episode that I I could get behind, and then there's just so what what is this? The 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 zombies are on a loop. Is that the same stretch of highway that uh, we've been seeing over and over again? It must be. It's like somewhere between the saviors and, but like this big group is 1028. Here they come. 1028. Here they come. It takes them exactly 24 hours to, to round this loop. Like what? No, what? They, I don't, they were walking somewhere. You timed them out. And now like a day later, days later, they're still walking. Like, yeah, I, that was a little confusing to me. And huge love in the live motherfucking chat, Big Kev, and to Lil for the first time joining us live. The walking motherfucking David saying, "Joe, Joe, I love you." I gotta get that Joe sound clip. Walking Dead needs to get back to Atlanta. An awesome twist of Nelly the rapper has his own militia. <laughs> the Walker trade, the Walker trade. So, Joe, <laughs> out of ten side buttholes, what where would you rank this episode compared to the rest of the Walking Dead? I'd rate this side butthole full of shit. 
So Joe says a shit butthole. But because, but like I said, no, there's things about this episode that I liked, but for the most part, um, it doesn't give me much great hope. I feel like it was more of the same. Every time Negan opens his mouth, I'm just so unimpressed. I feel like I'm Rick standing there only... I want to. I want to actually shoot this guy. Why you have apparently a full clip in your submachine gun, and you let him keep talking? Why? Why? It makes no sense to me. Like, is it all out war or not, or is it still just whip our dicks out? Like Negan said when he walked out onto the port. <laughs> should we? Should we take our first voicemail of the night? Of, of course. Okay, and Timo, by the way, just for the record, you did get drink again. You got everyone drink. So whoever is out there that happens to have a drink, whether it be coffee, whether it be fucking beer, wa water, wine, whatever, toast your drink to fucking Timo. Huge toast to Timo. Thank you so much for the Super Chat donation. You were fucking amazing. Here we go. Mm. Yes, I am sipping fucking beer. I hurt my lip, so straw makes it easier. 1998 Champions is 8.5. I would probably go 6.5 for this episode of The Walking Dead. I had a, there was a lot I did enjoy about it, but it's not a perfect episode. So I would say I would say I'm about six point five, maybe at times like a, I maybe could stretch it to a seven by the end of this a podcast. Six. No, you uh, might go down to a six, but but that's generally where we're, where we're at. So let's take our first voicemail, and then we're going to get into our recap. If anyone else wants to call, in, I mean, look at we we, uh, we haven't even really gone more than five seconds deep in this episode, mm -hmm. and I'm already on top of that fucking flash forward and flashback shit. Didn't like. The what the fuck is wrong with Rick for not shooting the motherfuckers on the balcony or closing rank on him when he was hiding? Like, the, the, those things make no sense. Fucking Gabriel going to get his fucking hands shitty for shithead and then getting ditched behind. The zombies not fucking actually killing fucking Gabriel. And like, oh no, they're so creepy as he fucking like tiptoes over to the fucking, uh, you know time to shit your pants because i'm still alive and we like shit on this bus over here because yeah <laughs> not the fuck like there's already that much that i'm like really got really really this was like this was a your premiere episode okay you killed a bunch of uh, there's a bunch of people that did get shot that i liked but wh whatever i'm still giving it a 6.5 i was still entertained enough and there was still enough good cinematography shots or think shots or whatever but I, it doesn't stretch up from here phil okay we will see and talking spit with the best description of your name ever saying joe dirty cock that's more accurate than you ever could possibly imagine anyone noticed the sheet of steel covering the car conveniently had a little square cut out so you could see the ford logo i didn't notice that but that's fucking amazing <laughs> And Sam Burbier says, but the cinematography has been decreasing in quality. They never showed Negan yeah. rolling down the stairs. Who the hell was he shooting at the survivors and from where? And from where? Didn't even show Gregory falling. Come on, guys. Uh, well, who died? Just waiting for Vikings to start, says Big E. Ren says, uh, where, what, what did Ren say? K. Rich says, I like the fact that they planned for, planned for a change. I can't understand understand not killing Negan on sight and it's past time the traitors get understanding and mercy cheers to fucking Timo uh the 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 JDM is the movie star of the show uh Negan they have to play him up when he's on screen he gets most of the lines action didn't start till 45 minutes in night night says who died no one important uh Ren Herman says Gilly's baby Sam for Game of Thrones and Judah seem to be aging at the same rate uh, Joe Dirty Locks, Dreadlocks have committed a cultural appropriation, shame, ring bell, can't rate it, it's a very forgettable episode, it probably could have got away with skipping it, oh my god, agree, J 
just waiting for Vikings to start. Team Lagatha. So let's play Bloody Talker's message right now as we get to the live motherfucking chat. And like to thank everyone that is joining us tonight. And again, huge thank you to Timo for the super chat donation. And let's get to Bloody Talker's voicemail. All right, I just want to shit on Negan because I fucking hate Negan as a bad guy. I cannot wait to see him just die. Not because I don't – I sympathize with Rick and his group. No, I don't give a shit. I don't <laughs> care anymore. There's no more investment. Negan's completely broken every bit of investment I've had in the series. What yep. they should have done with Negan is. is instead of having a psychopath who just scares the shit out of everybody into following him, they should have had this guy who's like, I don't know, some military officer or something. And, like, call him the general. Follow, like, the governor, like, kind of naming thing, you know? Keep that tr- that thing going. And then have this guy has super loyal group, and he acts kind of like a Genghis Khan or something. You know, he just rolls into a place, conquers the shit, lets his men take what they want, you know what I mean? And then he adds people to his forces. And then they become loyal to him over time. You know what I mean? Have this guy just be, like, almost like fucking walking with a cane and shit. Like, he's not even a fighter, you know what I mean? But just he's got such men around him, you know, and he outthinks you. You can't fucking out-strategize this guy. He's got more men than you, more resources. He's smart, you know what I mean? That would be a way more terrifying enemy than some fucking psychopath with a goddamn bat. This is the Bloody Talker. Peace out. Good message, Bloody Talker. It's not much I can add on to that other than I agree with most of your points. I'm... Or they should have made Negan, if he was going to be this kind of villain, instead of building him up and basically having a season be all about hyping up. We've been in this, now this is the third season that basically Negan is everything. We've got introduced some other people that came in for like one second, like... uh, the Terminus stuff that was that seemed like a big buildup, and then we actually only had Terminus for like two episodes, and it was really yep. creepy for those two episodes. The first perfect amount of time we had, we, Joe and I talk about it all the time. Uh, Mayor Joe Hale there, and uh, the people that were going to uh, uh, the claimers was a was a brief little moment, but it was really intense because it was brief. Uh, personally, I think. Uh, He's an excellent actor. JDM's a great actor. I just think he's miscast for, for Negan, personally for me. But even within that, even him as Negan, I just think it should have been a shorter arc. And I think it's too much of it. It's like the takeover kind of thing. And then we move in. This show works best when we don't kind of uh, dwell too much in one enemy. And we kind of just move around from place to place, at least for me. Even with the governor, I think... The governor lasted a little bit too long in that first half. And yeah, his conclusion was better in the second half, but there was still like a lot of excess governor stuff that could have been cut a little bit for me to move that story along quicker as well. So I think yep. I think what you're describing is an awesome enemy that would be a different kind of enemy. I think Negan could have worked if they just didn't do give it to us as much. Like try to sell it as much as they did and make and I agree they're still with, I, they're still trying to sell it, Phil though. Like, as much as they did, they still are. Like, most of this shit on the balcony was the same. It's more of that. Oh, just more of it. Now, Joe, you're more familiar with the books than I am. Did you, Do you have the same? And I don't want to do a lot of comparing it to that. But do you like Negan better in the written form? Or do you have the similar feeling about it? In the it written more? form, because it goes so much quicker. Yeah, It hasn't taken two years to fucking get through it. You know, like it, it takes, like if especially if you have the compendium, it takes 
Yeah, whatever. It's it's zip. Yeah, it's zip, zip, zip <laughs> to get through it. Hannah Pie, hey, how's it going? A J in the live chat. Anyone else want to waste uh waste all the aminos on Windows? Even a warlord has uh fanatical loyal captain. Sadism can not hold together a big community. The leader must have something other than fear. Yeah. Yeah, Joe talked about that a lot last season with Negan, and I think we maybe got a glimpse of it with the way he treats uh, someone like Eugene or some of the ways he talked to Sasha where he was really kind of gentle in his words with her towards the end of last season or giving Eugene a Nintendo or something like that. I think maybe his captains, he takes, no, he doesn't because he fucks all their wives and he takes, I don't know, I don't, I don't know, that different, uh, we rewinded conversations before to go back to that, but. But okay, Joe, should we get into this? No more, no more time. Let's not waste any more time and let's get into this. Okay. <laughs> recap time okay so here we go so <laughs> he only fucks your wife if you cross him good point atari dad uh they really overdid it with the speeches in this episode rick we get it yeah we do but let's start off the episode starts off on rick's face sweating as he's falling asleep eyes closed thinking about season seven and how boring it was he agrees with all of us rick is like oh this shit sucked and then we see he's like it'll be better don't worry and we see old man Rick was like, you kids, get off my lawn. And we also see the pretty flowers that Rick can uh, stare at. Look at the flowers, Rick. And the clock says 822. Then we get another flash and it's Rick at a graveyard. Then we see the hilltop and we see a forge. Uh, we see we see Gendry at the forge making some Valyrian steel to fight to fight against the saviors. We see Gabriel and Aaron and Maggie and Enid all setting up. We see Dwight and Daryl playing darts or arrow message game. We see Tara with a Twizzler in her mouth and and sunglasses on and Carol telling it's time it's plan time. That's like gold right there. Yeah, fucking give me some of those twizzlers, twizzlers right now. I, I will kill a bitch for some twizzlers. Especially <laughs> in the zombie apocalypse. Yeah, dude. Dude, I'm fucking killing someone. I'm more chocolate than that kind of sugar. But, but yo, this is this yeah. is a couple of years deep. There ain't no more chocolate. That's an automatic death sentence. Fair, maybe, not maybe not twizzlers, but I'm I'm knifing you, not in the back of the head, to the throat if I see nerds. Right, if, I'm at least stealing your fucking yeah, candy. I'm, I'm stealing your candy, <laughs> but if I see some nerds, I'm actively going to like burn or uh, fun dip or I'm going all Negan claim game on those shits. <laughs> right. right. Razzle dazzles, motherfucker. So we see Tara with the Twizzlers and the fucking sunglasses and Carol telling her the time. The time is motherfucking come. Rick is looking at the sky and, and uh, he gives his hype speech. So listen to a little bit of Rick's hype speech. Jesus said that my world was good. Yeah, Jesus. Oh, my brothers and my sisters. Jesus tells me my world. They just had have fun in the writer's room right there to decide the first line of that. It's going to be, Jesus tells me. Yeah. Jesus said that my world was going to get a whole lot bigger. Well, we found that world. We found each other. That bigger world is ours by right. It's ours. By right. Okay, so that monologue continues. 
And we we hear walkers. We see Tara and Carol. We see more Rick monologuing. We see a long shot of Maggie's face and a bunch of red shirts that will be the only people that will die this season. One person. <laughs> and Rick basically says, in this situation... I want to make this clear. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to play this whole speech because yada, yada, yada. Rick makes a speech and says one thing, Joe. What does Rick do? You, you might not remember. What does Rick say in this speech? He you says, know what? I don't remember because the next guy opened his fucking mouth. And all I can remember is, oh, why did this guy open? This is so fucking okay. stupid. But Rick, I, I barely but, remember that Maggie opened her mouth afterwards. Oh, stop giving me fantasies talking about Maggie opening her mouth. So, uh, yeah, I can remember. You know, so, hey, so, yeah, I'd remember that. So Rick opens his mouth. But Rick says in this moment that only one motherfucker needs to die. One person needs to die. One. I just want to make it clear that he's talking about Negan. He says one person needs to die. I'm, I want to hold on to that. Put a Joe Stris in that until later in this episode when we actually get to the Negan part. Because Rick's basically saying only this one dude needs to die. Okay. So every part of this mission that you're about to embark on, this speech that you're William Wallace, freedom, motherfuckers, these are, these are honorable men, let's kill them, with Tyrion's speech, you're, this speech that you're doing here, Rick, good speech, Rick, should all be about the one important thing to do, kill Negan. No, it's about, I'm going to kill Negan. Okay, he, yeah, he's going to kill But no, him. no, no, wait, it's not about me. It's not about him. <laughs> That's what this episode was about, Joe. You, you... No, no, it's about me killing Negan. No, 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 no. It's, it's about. It's not about me, Joe. It's not a, as we get into this weird who's on first thing. No, it's not about that. Who's on like? First? How about whoever has the opportunity, unload your clip into that motherfucker's you, face. Right. You see that smiling son of a bitch. You shoot, and you don't stop until he's dead. Okay. Right. Don't be scared. Guns. Beat baseball bats. Rosita guns. <laughs> beat baseball bats. Are you sure, Joe? I haven't played rock paper scissors in a while. I don't know oh, about Rosita this game. Oh, Rosita lost. That's I, right. Yeah, I don't know about this game. I don't know this universe. Baseball bats. We've no in the Rosita versus Negan baseball bat situation of 2016. Oh. Uh, Rosita lost that battle, Joe. So I don't know. Do you on think? This show. Do you think when they filmed that? Right. I've thought about this. Do you th Rosita had to read that script. Seriously? No. <laughs> no. You mean I got to no. miss? Oh, 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 no. Oh, I got to be no, that. No. Dude, the, really, guys? Come. Oh. Fucking crazy. So <laughs> Paul Quigley makes an excellent point in the live chat. Guys, but the bat has barbed wire on it. Come on. <laughs> yeah, right? It's got armor. <laughs> Dude, you're right. You're right. When there's a point, there's a point. Chip Chipper said, good day to see you guys. Great to see all those motherfucking people in the live motherfucking chat. You guys are amazing tonight. Thank you for joining us. Kev, Atari Dad. Going to go against the grain here. I like Ezekiel. I like silly and campy things. Ezekiel's got plenty of that. We will get to that in a second to Ezekiel, Atari Dad. I like him in a, in a simply like a... a a theater of the absurd kind of way. So Rick continues to speak after this. Then we see Dwight and Daryl writing secret messages. Will you go on a date with me tomorrow? Check yes. And he checks yes. Rick continues to speak and the time goes on and Carol is annoyed with dealing with Tara and her Twizzlers. And uh, then we get to this fucking thing. Then we get to this. My brother. What's this? That's shit. It's such an interesting transition because we go from like the seriousness and I and I know Atari Dad likes uh, likes 
likes Ezekiel from a humorous standpoint, but from just like a comedic standpoint on the show, we go from Rick's serious speech, we're damn, we're damn, we got this, we got this shit, to this. Hey, that sheds his blood with me shall be my brother. I would just start laughing. She today. Joe, uh, Joe and I yesterday both went to King Richard's fair, fair uh, the, the Renaissance fair, and wasn't this like dealing with Jacques the Whippa or something like that? Yeah, like, like uh, seriously, I'm, I'm entertained, but I ain't like moved to follow you as a leader. Yeah, no, like, no. here's three bucks. Have a nice day. Maybe you could pass a hat around, get some from everybody here. But uh could you could you could yeah, you dude. yeah, could could you have the grown up come up here and do the strategizing sessions? Right. <laughs> Can Carol do it for you? Since I hope the strategy this time isn't just let the fucking tiger run around eating people because you know Bob? I liked Bob. Bob was a good friend of mine. Sheba ate Bob. But Joe. We practiced. Oh no. And then we get we get over to Maggie. Okay, that speech doesn't last that long. So Ezekiel goes, and the, Maggie goes, yeah, yeah. Okay, I gotta follow that speech. Okay, well, the future is ours. We can hold on to the future. Phil, you're playing that because it's triggering me. Shame. Fucking Ezekiel says, Timo, hell hath no fury. Follow this day till I'd whine. God, shut the fuck up. If, uh, <laughs> Uh, Chip Chipperson says they could have killed Negan's entire leadership platoon with a handful of cereal. A thumbs up, lots of hearts from 1998 Championship. Like, they had all that explosive shit. Just throw one grenade. You couldn't fashion one fucking, like, throw it bomb for the balcony. And I appreciate the whole plan about, because you need to send the walkers in there to finish off the job that you don't do and that's why they need to get the walkers in to send them keep to chaos to don't keep let chaos. them to give yeah. time to regroup so, so i mean i appreciate the plan someone said that in the live chat again we have a good time i know people that love the walking dead hate the dog we like to rip apart the show in all possible ways but so we cannot let things up in the air that being said again 10 minutes of this episode for me was really fucking awesome like really awesome and we're gonna get to that but the beginning of this episode at least for me in these speeches was a little bit torturous so very torturous like it and well once rick stopped it it got torturous yeah because andrew lincoln's just fucking amazing so so we get the speeches and then maggie gives a speech too if we can hold on to that with everything we have the future is ours the world is ours. So the world is ours. Then Rick looks out at all the word he, world he surveys, and we go over to Carol and Tara sitting behind the whole wa wall of a huge CG horde of walkers. Is this the same crazy horde that we saw last season that that uh, that didn't I, do anything? I think so. I think it was like recycled footage, like especially when they did the second countdown. Like, I mean, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what that is? That's that's where Daryl's gonna go for a picnic. You know, he's gonna go for a picnic with his new girlfriend later because that's just a party time. These walkers are no danger to anybody. This giant ridiculous horde is no danger to fucking anybody. So then we go back to and yeah, go fucking Pat. Suck at Atlanta says Felicia. Thank you for the update of the score, Jay, in the live motherfucking chat. And that just continues the more quarters of undefeated, un oh, unanswered points. Joe, don't, don't start. <laughs> so as as Rick Rick looks out, uh, we see the huge horde, and we go over to Rick at the graveyard, then back to the cane and old man Rick and the flowers again. And it seems like uh, season finale with I said it seems a little bit like the season finale with Sasha, where we kept going back to Sasha in the in the car. 
often. It, it, they kept going back to the Rick, uh, old man Rick thing a couple times in this in this episode. As Joe was questioning earlier, I wonder if this is going to be a season wide thing. Also note that the clock in old man Rick time seems to be stuck on 822. So all of this is happening in the time of a minute for Rick waking up. We see old man looking down and and <laughs> old Rick looks like me in a year, Joe. <laughs> Basically, that's what I'm going to look like in about a year. And then uh, it looked a little bit like Vigo Martinson in from something. I could uh, see I that. Could... I could see that. I could definitely see uh, see Rick, Rick and Vigo playing brothers in something. So uh, then we see uh, Rick's red eyes again in the bloodshot dark eyes. Then just to go to a couple of the live chat during this point. Uh, this is from Corey Mitchell. Isn't Ezekiel's speeches out of place in left field? Hark, evil vampires, for thou shalt never take the soul of the one true king. Always believe. And uh, I'm worried about this whole season, says Timo. It's, I am too. We can do it, guys. Avengers assemble. Rawr. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> So we go in the road and a van's driving down the road as we see Carl stop at a block. He has some gas and he's heading through. Yeah, just let the prince to the kingdom out, out roaming around on his own. Sure. One that will stop Rick dead in his fucking tracks again when Carl gets picked up off the road by some fucking idiot beggar or some shit like some some runaway. Can I bring him home with me, dad? Yeah. Like, are you fucking kidding me? You're still letting this kid out? He's gotten you into how many fucking wars? You had to bite through someone's fucking neck? Like, come on, Rick. And then he has to explain to Carl while he scares the other guy off. You're lucky I didn't shoot him, Carl. Right? I shot over his head, you fucking boob. Come on, you idiot. And this kid's like, I need some food. Give me some food. It's kind of a weird scene where you can't really tell who the kid's talking to. I've been shot at. Someone threw a microwave at me. So I I'm just going to say... Something my mom used to say and hope for the best here. No, you shoot this kid on sight, Carl, and you still haven't learned. Rick shoots over him, scares him. Well, the last time he shot a kid on sight, after the kid didn't drop his weapon, everybody got all, Carl's a fucking sicko. <laughs> <laughs> so but now we want him to shoot this kid on sight. No, we just want Carl not to be off wandering alone in the middle of the fucking war to end all wars the zombie fucking apocalypse and anything else that could be fucking roaming around out there like other claimed rape gangs or fucking bullshit fucking weird ass i forgot how to speak any kind of real fucking language trash picking fucking culture that is roaming these fucking weirdo <laughs> Talk, fucking talking sides. like jaja binks misa going to beat right? you like, yeah, what yeah, the yeah. fuck and you're still letting this kid out on his own he lost a fucking eye you're still not sending him out with a shit buddy i mean like seriously right? like have we learned nothing for anything we send these people out with a shit buddy like <laughs> he, he always should have a buddy and people don't know what we're talking about this is what we're talking about public awareness yeah right now J joe dirty joe dirty locks and i would like to raise public awareness during the zombie apocalypse if you ever have to walk off whether it be to go get gas take a shit take a piss do whatever make sure you always bring your shit buddy that means bring someone to watch your fucking ass always no one ever goes out alone it is no reason for it ever ever fucking ever especially when you're at war you dumb motherfuckers don't have to worry get your fucking shit buddy tonight please do it
Always have a shit buddy. Always. Don't have to worry, get your shit buddy. I came up with a plan where you wouldn't need a shit buddy, says Jay, but it would take a whole, it would take a while to set up. I'm sure there is some situation, but still, in that, if you're in a safer environment, but in that situation, buddy, get your shit worry, buddy. Get your shit buddy tonight. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, so on that note, the, the, uh, so Rick is, he's like, I shot over his head. Be lucky. Then Carl says, uh, there's dad, the, the most, the most stupid line in the entire episode and people can tell me and correct me in the comment section this was in the comics i don't care if it was I i'm don't... a big boy now daddy daddy there's just not enough hope okay tiny tim we're gonna have hope at christmas it would have the yeah okay that line is in the comic books and it may it, i don't know if it is the, and if it is or whatever and it may even be at this point in time in the comic books but the major difference between the comic books and this point in time is carl's like 10 years older than he would have been in the comic books at this point in time. Daddy! He's significantly older, like, just by looking at the two, the way he's drawn and the age he's portrayed in the comics and his age here. It's <laughs> he, he different. Must, <laughs> he must have, he must have, uh, I just, it's just ridiculous to me. It's just fucking ridiculous to me. There's too much, there isn't any hope. Yeah, no shit, kid. What God, the fuck? God bless us, everyone. <laughs> it just seemed like that's what he was going to say right there. What the fuck? Then, then why am I doing this? <laughs> yeah, fuck him. Okay, anyway, sorry. I don't I, I don't fucking like Carl. Uh, so Carl says, uh, and I'm sorry, Terry Chart, if you're listening to this. I know he's your I know he's your babe, but I fucking hate Carl. Uh, so he goes, uh, he sh and then we get a we we see a note, we see a we see a list, a, a to-do list that Rick has. Shoot a dude off a platform. We see Daryl doing some stuff. This is when the episode started to get good. Some of the stuff I liked in this episode, as we see shit getting done, checking checking things off the list, get Rick has the list. He's checking it twice. Going to kill lots of naughty and nice. And just kept going through everyone. Daryl's having fun doing Negan hunting. Whole lot of stuff. Then we have Gabriel asking Rick if he's ready. And I, I just want to play this because I don't fucking know. <laughs> it's one person who brought it to this. One person. It always starts with one person. Again, this one person. Seems like everything's about killing this one person. This did. No, the what episode's here now. Jesus, remember? Oh yeah, this Jesus is Jesus the one about person. Me. Yes. It isn't. And this sets up the thing of the episode, Rick figuring out that this isn't about him. Can we can we have the self-discovery after we killed the fucking narcissistic asshole with the fucking baseball bat that's killing everybody? Can we can we kill him first then do the self-introspection? I I mean, I'm sorry, Joe. Like it, at this point, you know, if I could do something really like horrible and go through hell to to like set myself up in a good situation in the future, I'm gonna climb through that tunnel of shit like Andrew Dufresne, and then worry about getting that smell of fucking uh fucking human feces off of me after the fact. You know, I it's, yeah. it would be. But you bring the bar of soap with you, right? Oh, you dump. I'm shoving that shit down my. I'm, I'm collecting bars of soap like I'm dumping dirt every time I dump dirt in that field in Shawshank. I'm grabbing another bar of soap. <laughs> Fuck that. That's more important than anything, right there. That's the most important currency you're gonna have. And I would take a lot more time after he gets out of that. You know, I wouldn't just like you know wash myself a little bit in some rainwater. But still, my point is, you I you gotta go through that pile of shit sometimes. And remember, that's not rainwater he's washing himself off in. That's the sewer water that's fucking know, out of the same pipe that he came out of. But Joe, he's like, oh, let me rinse off this shit with this shit. But Joe, that shit tasted like freedom. 
tastes. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it did. It did. It totally I tastes like that freedom. bar of soap before I tasted that freedom. <laughs> Anyways, so to go back, uh, sorry anyone that hasn't seen the Shawshank Redemption. If you're watching this, you have it, and you watch The Walking Dead and not the Shawshank Redemption. Watch the Shawshank Redemption, damn it. Okay, so Gabriel asks uh, Rick if they're ready to talk, and then we see Morgan on the ground. We see Rick and baby Judith, who's now older, and he makes out with Michonne, and uh, and Timo says at this point, watching, I want to snatch that fucking thing out of Tara's mouth and punch her in the fucking face. And they say, and they say by the end, oh, it goes on, cars move out with shields on it, and they're ready for war. Sad music plays as we see a quick shot of Rosita frowning and with her classic fucking frown and scowl on her face. We see boobs with an unhappy an unhappy face attached to it. And then we see Carl and Michonne talk about how they're going to defend Alexandria. But, uh, but I don't know if anyone else noticed this it might be my sound system that I had on my, at my house or something. But in this scene with Carl and Michonne talking, the volume of them talking was really fucking quiet. And you, it, and the music that was going on, the background music, was just so much louder than the scene. And I'd, I'd have yeah. to go back and check it That's again. They wanted you to pat, hear that it was a parody of Another One Bites the Dust by by uh, <laughs> Queen. By your man, Weird Al. Oh, but not, another one eats the must or something. No, what is, what is Weird Al's version of it? I don't know. I'm trying to uh, – K. Rich says, I'm not trying to be fashionably negative, but there's a lot of shit to polish off and too little to spit, says K. Rich. <laughs> And yeah. K-Rich with a $5 Super Chat donation. Thank you, K-Rich. You get a spin of the wheel. Thank you to Timo and Critch for K-Rich for all the amazing generosity tonight. And everyone in the live motherfucking chat for joining us on this season premiere of the 100th episode of The Walking Dead. I am so excited to be back here for good or for bad talking about The Walking Dead. It's it's a lot of fun and I happen to have Joe back here discussing some bullshit. How the fuck back. did this land again on, and this is, I'm not making this up, everybody drink. So wherever you are, Hold up your drink. Toast to K. Rich. Even if you're listening to this podcast, the audio version of it later. Thank you for subscribing to our podcast. But wherever you are listening to this or watching, hold up whatever drink you got and take a big fucking gulp or sip. Mm-hmm. Damn it, Phil. Take a shot. The wheel said so. Another one rides the bus. Thank you, Mary. Boop, boop, and boop. Another one rides the bus. And eight five eight, Dada, Dave, eight five eight. I'm not watching the Expense, but I've heard I've Expanse, but I've heard good things about it. And J- Joe, are you watching that? No, the Expanse, I am not. No, but uh, I'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that at the end when we take some uh, general questions. Uh, if if uh, if we're up, depending on how, because we're because we're zipping right through this episode, Joe. There's not much to talk about. So then we see uh, we see Carl, and uh, the music's a little bit too high. Then we see a lot of other funny chat going on here between with our groups. At one point in this episode, I I have to be honest, my no, my computer crashed that I was taking notes on. So at one point, I sort of lost the notes, but uh but we'll get to that. So Rick kills a savior and then this dude talks shit to him and says your boy's going to die. Another check off checks list as he's setting up more events for the fight. The music's so sad, so slow. The music in this beginning half of the episode does not help the tempo of the feel of what's going on this foreplay could have been done a little bit better with i think a little bit more update upbeat music the music almost feels like lethal weapons the movies where but not jazz music but just like and then joe and phil talk (laughs) and then they go 
Da, 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 da. Like it's 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 hard to explain, but it's it's the music just is very sad, like sad. It's not quite as I scroll over for music as I'm stalling for music. It's not quite like this, like our sad piano music, but it's like it's almost that bad. So oh my god! And then we kill nine saviors, and it's amazing. See, no matter how excited I try to sound with this music playing, it it makes me want to be sad. It makes it sound sad. And I think the music had a bad effect of this scene. It, for me, it, like, it just, it, it set, it set this beginning half of the episode where it should have been kind of more of a hopeful sound. It, it, uh, and we didn't really get that until like a comedic point when I think Ezekiel said something funny and then we sort of got a, a change in the music to make it a little bit more lighthearted. Let's talk about the fact that Maggie's prego and fighting in a war. Someone in Alexandria couldn't take her place. Katie's saying, Ahmed, great to see you. So let's continue here. So Rick kills a savior, yada, 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 as we go on. So here comes the army all socializing, getting ready to fight. Looks like an after-school sports activity. We see the kids. Uh, we see all the kids. We see uh, Jesus, Ezekiel. Everyone's, we see weird people combining. We see, uh, we see some, we see, uh, we see, we see Enid getting a drink. Yeah. And, and then we go over to all of our leaders. No, I'm going back with Maggie after. Dude, and they keep having these talks, Joe. We're going to fight the war. We need to fight the war. Maggie is going to go to the doctor, but she's going to be the uh, fight in the first trimester. You can fight in a war. And then, uh, and then didn't, did Ezekiel quote the doors when he says, The day defies the night, not defies the day. <laughs> I'm, time to run. Time to hide. Break on through, Break on through, through to, to the, the other side. side. I'm pretty sure Ezekiel quoted the doors in this scene. And uh, I, 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 I can listen back to it, but I'm pretty sure. Let's listen to this. All right, let's go. Got it? Yeah. Oh, no, I fast-forwarded that. It's, it's back in the other scene, but but yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that happened. Chip Chipperson with the $20 Super Chat donation. Thank you, Chip motherfucking Chipperson. Let me spin this fucking wheel for you. And we're going to do jump up and down. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. No fucking whammies. You guys are amazing with the Super Chats. It fucking keeps me going. A bite of a sandwich? You want me to take a bite of a sandwich? If anyone doesn't know what that means, that's some hippie activity. So I guess I will have to take a bite of a sandwich for you right now, Chip Chipperson. I'll, I'll, I'll uh, you wanna, take you, one for the team there, Phil. You, you're going to run outside and uh, you're going you're to be right back, Joe? Back in a moment. <laughs> yeah, Joe, Joe's going to run outside and quickly eat a sandwich and leaving me alone here, you son of a fuck. You, you dirty son of a bitch. You, you super chatters allowing Joe to leave. He's been waiting for that opportunity to run off. He's like, I can't do it. But everyone, I want you all, if you're sandwich eaters, take a bite of a sandwich or whatever your vice is. So they keep having this conversation again that war is going to keep coming. It's going to happen. We get the doors quote. Uh, K-Rich says the dream sequence is either bullshit, dreaming, or spoiler promises that we're seeing it. Uh, Joe volunteers as a tribute for that one. <laughs> I guess. Jerry offers his armor to Enid. Dude, dude. Just going back into the live motherfucking chat for a second. And thank you to everybody. And as I mentioned before, if anyone wants to get their voice in the conversation, you can call in at 781-990-8509. Or you can text in that number if you've uh, thrown something in the live chat that I haven't quite gotten to that you want to make sure your comment gets in there. Make sure to pop it on over there. So we go back to the Twizzlers and Daryl and Carol and that crew as the Walker Horde is going the way they want. Then we have the long shot of uh, of them of the truck waiting to explode. Maybe it lasted a little bit too long in the focus on the truck. It was to build the suspense of the blowing up, but it didn't. It felt it felt a little long to me. It felt a little time episode padding out a little bit. 
So then it blows up and some action happens. And then we see here Lockdown. all this stuff. You think it was them? No. Probably something left over, maybe under one of the bodies. I want some bang, bang, sweaty. I want some scream, scream. I want blood. As we see the saviors for the very first time in the episode, Dwight's inside smiling as he knows that some of these guys are on their way to a death. So they're setting it up for a trap, and our crew talks about it. Oh, they, they should talk about it. Let's go to the live motherfucking chat for a second here. Negan in the comics says, personality. The show version is just a person you come up with a thousand ways to kill already. Buddy Talker, I think Maggie's supposed to be the feminist fantasy. She's a woman who's pregnant, who's also a fighter and a badass and a soldier and a leader and awesome in the fucking best, says Buddy Talker. Tari Dad says, what I really hope is that they make Matson from Fear the Walking Dead the leader of the Whispers. That would be a great payoff for the entire mediocre series. And they plan to do a crossover with the main show. Feeling like throwing a pack of red twizzlers out the window right now, says Timo. Maggie has selected the slow birth plan from her medical insurance plans. And I think it's interesting that how much that Judith has aged since the last time we saw her and how much Maggie hasn't gotten more pregnant. There's some weird alternate time warp shit going on right here. So uh, we get to see Dwight and he sees while well, two kids get killed above. Then we see the turtle van drive in and I'm pretty sure we see Leonardo, Mark, Michelangelo, Donatello and Raphael jump out of the fucking van. I think if you slow it down, you can actually see that. And they set up the shields and stuff all in the front of the sanctuary area. Then they fire four shots in the air to signal, come on out and talk. So finally at number 14, sorry, Negan. I was in a meeting. So Negan comes back, and then we come back in to uh, from our commercial break. I can manage without you for Whoa! <laughs> we come back, and Michonne and him are still together in this alternate future that we see. And Joe taking one for the Super Chat team. And I'm going to give one more spin the wheel for that $20. For everyone that donates on Super Chat, $10. For up to $10 is one spin, and then every extra $10 is an extra spin. So I actually owe Timo an extra spin, and I owe, I owe our buddy over there, fucking uh, Chip Chipperson, an extra spin too. So let me give a couple more spins for those motherfuckers for being awesome tonight for the Super Chat. It's fucking amazing. Joe drink. Joe can't drink. I'll drink for Joe. Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck. Knocking shit down everywhere. What the fuck did I even knock? Oh, it's my ashtray. And, okay, so Negan comes outside for some reason. And, okay, <coughs> Negan comes outside. We're at the point where Negan comes outside. And uh, and Michonne, and right when he walks out the door, we flash over after our commercial break. Michonne and him are still together in the future, or in this idyllic future. And he lives with Carl. And Michonne looks way younger than Rick looks. So then we finally go back to Negan at 16. So let's listen to a little bit of Negan showing up. Do we have to listen so you got to a little, little bit mud flaps with you? <laughs> Phil is a three. Phil is a three bear man. Drink one, spill one, and pass pass one around. Get, hashtag get Phil drunk. Joe, can you see us? Joe, can you see the live chat? Yes, I, I can see it. I just can't read it. <laughs> Joe never learned to read, man, and he just just don't, ate, just don't ask me to read his sandwich. Hey, I hey I I attempt to do it, Joe. So and I, I don't do it well. So let's listen to a little bit of Negan while I take my sandwich. So I'm not exactly feeling a reason for us to try throwing lead at each other. I I feel a I big care. reason. You're standing right there, and none of you are holding guns. Perfect. 
perfect fucking reason. So, Joe, why didn't they shoot him right away? Like, I have no idea. Why? Because for the first time, Negan says something that's actually true. Uh, you've come over all this way, what, to whip our dicks out again? There's no need for that at this point. There's no need for this conversation back and forth. Instead of going there and setting up, why not just show up with the herd of fucking walkers and a bomb? Boom. Yep, done deal. Done fucking deal. Quickly, you landed on uh, the, the second spin of the wheel. What for Chip was drum fun. So one second, Chip. go it's a little late for too much loud drum fun but chip thank you so much for the super chat donation there's a little bit of drum fun for you and one more the bat of course that's why they didn't shoot him walking dead special lucille is the baseball bat equivalent to superman of course it could uh, that bat could distract him it's just i feel like it's hard to look at this scene objectively that they never even took one single shot at negan he was right there he came out he was up there at the platform it seemingly from the visual that we got watching it it seemed like they had a shot on him and instead we get this they whole... had a number of shots they had so many people there that could have been aiming at him that it's... all could have open fired it just bothers me because because instead they get into this thing where Rick's trying to turn his captains against him. So instead he eventually takes a picture. So what he's going to prove to his people that Negan's a coward because he was hiding from being shot at. Like I don't like I don't get what Rick's plan is here with the taking the picture and the and I just I don't fucking get it. And let's listen to a little bit more Negan Joe. I don't get it Joe. Do you get it? You get it. That's exactly why. It's about my people. I don't want to just march them into the line of fire because I want to play my dick is bigger than yours. And, Nick, and Negan's playing all cocky here because he has Gregory. Right. It is. We both know it. But I'm also comfortable enough to accept the fact if it wasn't. I'm and certainly not going to let know my... he had Gregory. What? Nobody sees them going off behind the trailers to play slap and tickle with each other. Yeah, we knew that Simon and Gregory were playing fucking uh, slap and tickle. Yeah, they were playing a little game of slap and tickle. They were loving each other, and it's it's just this isn't any big surprise. It Negan's. Act, I know Negan has to act false bravado, but it seems like he really thinks he has a a ace in the hole here. With you guys don't have the support you think you do because I have because Gregory. We have. The Gregory and he's going to get all your yeah. hilltop people oh, yeah. to run oh, away. Oh yeah, totally. Because we don't already all fucking know that all the hilltop people are behind Maggie. We, didn't we deal with that last season when everyone laughed at Gregory when he tried to kick Maggie out and they all sided with Maggie and we all saw it on screen? So why is this some big fucking thing? I don't know, Phil. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Let's see if Negan can... Because they don't want us to have a premiere. They want us to have a remember all this other shit that went on. Oh, in case you don't, let's give it all to you again now. But what we did get, Joe, was a very fun line like Piss Patrol, I, which, I, which I definitely liked. I liked the Piss Patrol for the name of this group. I think that's going to stick. People die over that shit. Nothing out of his mouth sticks. <laughs> like you're about so to. Just, like... He opens his mouth, I either want to fill it with my dick or fucking lead. Why does dick coming out of your mouth sound extra dirty, Joe? (laughs) It it should. (laughs) It does. Why does cock coming out of your mouth sound dirty? So, Rick, 
What the hell can I do for you? Dwight. Like, like, I don't... Your name's Simon. Theodore. You're Gavin. Simon, Theodore, and A and Elvin! <laughs> and what's your name, little lady? <laughs> my name is, my name is Sasha. I took Are Sasha. Negan's fifth wife or seventh wife? My name is Negan. I am Negan, too. What, what about me, Rick? What about me? My, the intellectual stimulation of negative power means you need to relate to me, Rick. Yeah, I know yeah, your name. They are not white. That's not white. That's Negan. <laughs> that's that's not Theodore. That's Negan. I remember your name, motherfucker. So we get this whole fucking shit happening right here with no one shooting Negan. That bothers me. Then Gregor bothers me the hell out of me, Phil. Like, why didn't like he step out? <laughs> like, open the door, and they were like, "Oh, look, it's Negan." <laughs> Hey, hey. Rick, I thought you said he was the only person we had to kill, right? Like, isn't that... He's the only one that has to die? Why didn't you just shoot him? Say what you want about Rosita and what she can do in her fucking bad shot or whatever, but at least she took the shot. Like, you guys have machine guns with an endless supply of bullets, apparently, and you guys don't even take one direct shot. Rick doesn't try to shoot Negan until all hell is breaking loose. Why wait till the zombies get there and all hell breaks loose if you have a shot? If you're going to set it off at some point anyway, why not Why not at least attempt the quick flash shot? And I know what people are saying. Some people are saying, me, it's top you can't do that in television, lock drum. That would make yes, it fucking can. awesome. Again, Deep Space Nine... I'm pointing out Deep Space Nine, like, because I have to mention it at least in one episode. During the final season, there's a main character played by a, someone named Jeffrey Combs. If you know, you might not know who he is, but if you know, he's one of the finest character actors ever. He was on Babylon Five. He was on Deep Space Nine. Great fucking actor. Played two characters in Deep Space Nine. The end of the episode, they're storming the castle. They have to stop the bad guys. The bad guys, they're like, oh, how dare you do this? And starts talking shit. One of the other characters doesn't say anything. There's no big buildup. He just goes, bam, Garrick. Kills him. Dead. And that was the last one. Well, I hoped you'd say that. There wasn't any big buildup. When you got the bad guy that you've been trying to kill for a whole season in your sights for two seconds, there's no talk. You kill them. Bam. That's it. Done. He walked out. You are here with your guns pointed at the fucking door. I'm sorry I'm bemusing, like bashing this point into the ground, but I think it's the biggest problem with this entire episode. The fact that they didn't at least with take a shot. With most television. With most television. It's not a Walking Dead thing. It's the bad guy comes up. Why don't they try to kill him right away? And I know it's too obvious, but other shows do it and they get away with it. It's, oh, I see you. I want you dead. Blech, you're dead. That's because that's what, like, that's the big myth. The big myth is that we want the drama we want the drawn out we don't like that's not show. how real life goes not even close like like dude pisses you up dude stepped on your shoes on the basketball court and then he shoots you yep then he shoots you right like like because he's a fucking idiot because he's a fucking moron but still like no, we, we've no, we've like, seen that oh, shit. Remember that dude? Like, remember that dude that we we a friend of ours named Chris beat this guy in basketball in a one on one game, like really embarrassed him. And the dude that he beat walked over to one of the field hockey sticks, ran over and beat the shit out of the kid that beat him in basketball, and then just, just left the court mean. just because he lost, and then left the court. So people do stupid fucking things. 
I, I'm, I'm sorry. I just thought of a real life example of what you were saying that from, from our past that happened like that. Or you could say the kid that was beating me in basketball and then I kicked from the balls and threw the ball off his head and walked away. I'm like, just out of nowhere. People like, like your, your cousin was on the bus when he, at, at some point and just some kid got up, walked over and punched him in the face. Yeah, Punched him in the face. So like Negan walks out the door and bam, 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 bam. Done. Done. There's Done. no need to talk about shit. There's no need to like, that's what this is all about. That's we kill Negan. We cut the head off the snake. That whole kind of deal. That's what you were going the whole, at. Like then, the, why didn't we just all shoot? at least attempt? It, you you RoboCop him. You like everyone fires Ra- John Rambo style at the fucking door at Negan if he's stupid enough to come out that door, which he these shouldn't people, even. He these should people that you're giving this this like uh, uh, you can leave now and we'll give you peace or whatever ultimatum shit to like. They've had their whole this whole time to leave, to get up, to walk away, to kill Negan themselves. So offering them any sort of clemency or leniency to sow any kind of like, you know, backstabbing going on while they're trying to band together amongst themselves to fight the zombie horde that you just let out the door is fucking useless and nonsense. You just shoot them all right then and there. And if any of them are alive when you're done putting fucking lead into them, say, hey, I can either kill you now. Or you can, you know, not be a douche anymore. Yep. Chalk boy, have a great night. Great to see but everyone. I kill them anyway. Kill them, kill them all. Knife to the back of the head, motherfucker. So uh, then Greg comes out of the house and he's like, oh, Gregory's here. What do you have to say? Gregory's in charge. So, I like sucking penis because <laughs> fun. So this is the part of the episode where I lost my notes. So we're just going to listen to a little audio here. The hilltop stands with Negan and the saviors. Any resident of the hilltop who... No. I am a... There. This is the only way. Like, how is the hilltop just hate this guy in the first place? How don't they see the fact that, like, oh, great, you brought me another case of whiskey. Everybody else, go fuck yourselves. Ha-ha! Make some more spikes. Go out on range. Ha-ha! Who's staying in the big house with me now, so weed hot? Like, really... Anybody listens to this? Why wasn't this guy fucking... Nobody beat the shit out of this dude? They just all listened to him? Why? Because he got to the big house first? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Are you kidding? Like, just come on. Yeah, it doesn't make a, it doesn't make a lot of sense. So, uh, so ultimately in this whole thing, it ends up with uh, all the people siding with Maggie and Gregory gets pushed down a flight of stairs. Then the bomb explodes, the cars, and shit starts getting down. And this is the best part of the episode. As they yep. fire back, a full assault happens, and then they start to have, and Daryl's always going to be this way as they break off into crews, and Daryl and Carol hug, and Daryl is like, this is going to be fun, and Carol says, no, it's not, but whatever. I like Daryl and Carol interacting. Daryl drinks some shit, drinks some water, then comes out, and this is the best scene in the whole entire episode just fun action packs as he rides off and he just sets all this shit on fire and explosions as he's firing off walkers are coming down walkers marking down marching down the road his father gabriel sneaks through daryl's on a bike just a lot of fun shit blowing up we set up all the tricks and the rv blows up and everything goes to black as we come back and i thought that was a really good visual thing that happened where once the big explosion happened the whole screen everything went to black and then we go off to rick firing on someone and we get that slow motion shit that i thought Fucking hate, but whatever. It's it's it happens in everything. And uh first and Rick has okay. And then Rick, seemingly not in much danger because the walkers really aren't a threat, has Negan pinned behind a very small sort of platform that enough guns and enough shooting right here will allow Rick to take down Negan 
once and for all. So out of nowhere, Father Gabriel comes up and says, we need to get out of here. We need to get out of here. And and uh, and Rick is like, no, no, I got to I got to fire. I got to fire. And, he's, and Father Gabriel goes, it's not about you. And Rick, instead of firing, decides to take a Polaroid picture of whatever he sees there, which is apparently Negan. Like a Polaroid pic. <laughs> Negan hiding. And then they get away and they all. Uh, look at, look at, I swear it's Negan. Look, you see that, that little black and yeah. In the hole on the metal sheet. Look, yeah, yeah. yeah right there. I, no, 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 no. Behind the sheet of metal. Look, yeah, that's Negan. That's Negan right there. <laughs> look at, look at, he's a coward. So look at, look at look look, oh, man, it came out out of focus. I thought it was gonna come out. Yeah, it I did. I, got I think it's. I mean, and anyone who's ever used it was more than four feet away, dude. That picture is not gonna show shit. <laughs> We've all used. Anyone who's old enough sees a Polaroid knows it's not an exact science with those fucking things. You mess. You even move the camera even a little bit to the left. It is the biggest blurry pile of donkey balls that you've ever seen in your life. You need to be like so steady with Polaroids. And I fucking love Polaroids. Don't get me wrong, but come on. Come on now. Out there in the middle of a gunfight. Anyways, so he runs off. And again, I don't want to I don't want to beat down the point. I've already done that, that Rick decides to have him. But I think Father Gabriel has to take him out of there because the theme of the episode is Rick realizing that this is a community thing. It's not really about him killing Negan, even though he had many opportunities. And to kill he proclaimed, Negan. I will kill him. I will kill him. Just in case any of you thought you wanted to. No, no, no. I'm going to kill him. And Chip Chipperson says, I hope these guys, I hope Phil and Joe know that, know now that Fear the Walking Dead is a thousand be times better than The Walking Dead, a billion thousand times. And Ste Stephanie agrees with that too. She said the same thing tonight, that Fear the Walking Dead is so much better than this show. Polaroids are the worst for blackmail. You can always say that's not me, says K. Rich. Uh, Atari Dad says, I have to disagree. The characters in the show make some of the, the characters in that show, meaning Fear, make some of the dumbest decisions ever. I love that you called him called him out on the Polaroid. <laughs> Robert Kirkman's comic is a guideline for the show. It's it's uh, nothing about it. Actually, Fear has gotten uh, good. It's way better than The Walking Dead's Hannah Faye. Thank you to everyone, Fee. Thank you to everyone in the live motherfucking chat for joining us tonight. You guys are amazing. Uh, and your comments keeping me entertained. I'm trying. Every time I look there, I end up getting lost I, in I the live motherfucking still, chat. Season one, the entire season one of Fear the Walking Dead is. On par, I'd say, with season seven of The Walking Dead. So and it, it's, tough for, it's tough for you to get back in it. So Yeah, it's pretty bad. So then we get something we talked about at the beginning of the show. Father Gabriel gets in a car, a separate car from Rick, and they start to head out. And Father Gabriel sees Colonel Sanders. I mean, uh, what's the fucking dude's name? Uh, we'll call him Colonel Sanders for now. Uh, what is his fucking name? Uh Anyways, he sees fucking uh, Colonel Sanders there and Gregory. Gregory. Thank you, Joe. Gregory. And he he decides to go out and save Gregory from the horde of zombies. And I, Joe mentioned this earlier. I don't I'm not on board with the redemption arc for Father Gabriel. I still think he's a giant turd face piece of crap. And so this was a giant turd fighting a giant douche, here, saving a giant douche here. So a tur excuse me, a turd sandwich saving a giant douche in this situation. So I would, I had no. For me, I'm like, can they both die right here, please? But anyway, that would have been fine with me. Wouldn't that, wouldn't that have been the best possible scenario of this situation? It would have been because it would have shown that the walkers are still a fucking threat. Yeah. 
Yeah, Instead, we, they have them poke Gabriel in the side as he, like, jumps into the trailer. And I appreciate that the show needs to expand to have the humans and stuff, too. But I think when we get into this amount of walkers, just like a video game when you get to beat your character so powered up that a single enemy you can just dispatch very easily. Still, if you get surrounded by a billion enemies, like in something like Gauntlet, every, Gauntlet's a good example of that. You can kill any one single enemy in a game like Gauntlet. But when you get surrounded by a horde all around, you even little foot soldier motherfuckers are going to be able to overwhelm you and i would like to see some of that when you play with these hordes then we may be because our group decided to do this we lose one member and again this hundredth episode it should have been big it should have felt an emotional loss here and we lo but lose losing either one of them isn't going to be an emotional loss who's who's emotionally lost over gabriel or gregory no i was thinking someone else in the episode but in this situation yeah negan Negan, that's what I go back to my original point. There should have been the end of because Negan. Because it would have, A, made everybody who hates Negan and hates the fact that he's on the show extremely happy that he gets off in this episode. And B, it would have kept everybody who was like, all right, another season of Negan. I can't wait to hear him rant about stupid shit for the next fucking, for what is the show comes out to be like eight hours for the, for the season. And like, I can't wait to listen to Negan fucking talking fucking stupid metaphor for the next six hours on Sundays. So <laughs> I love you, Joe. Great to have you back. So Carl is bringing, and then, uh, we... oh, so they would have been like, ah, <laughs> those people would have been shocked and been like, what the fuck? So it would have been win-win for the entire audience of the walking dead universe. If they had just fucking murdered off Negan right now, this episode. So, then what happens after that is Gregory steals steals uh Gregory uh, Gregory Gregory steals Gabriel's car and goes and serves him right for or serves him fucking right. We already talked about that a lot. So Carl brings food to the dude with a sorry sorry note on it and he sees him and he's surprised us as we are that Carl's this stupid to come back. So then we see King Ezekiel give a smile to Carol, like, I can't wait to see you later. And then Daryl and Rick talk about how they are okay. I don't even know. Like, again, Hope you got your let me play this. I wouldn't bet on it. Oh, no, something different. Is this it? Get me. Here we go. How's that? Negan. He was on the ground. I was trying to kill him, and Gabriel stopped to get me. So Daryl should say, why didn't you tell Gabriel to shut the fuck up and actually kill Negan? We got to start out. You all right? And as much as I love this show and I love some of the characters on it and I love the action on it, when they get dialogue heavy, when hearing two, two members of The Walking Dead have a conversation, if it's not Abraham, who's since died, or uh, Merle, or some other people, it can be fucking torture. And and some of the dialogue, when they get introspective on The Walking Dead, I fucking cringe because it's not that kind of show. Stop trying to be Better Call Saul. You're not Better Call Saul. Do you see Better Call Saul having a huge action set piece with lots of guns and shit like that? No, because it's not that kind of show. It's a slow-moving show that deals with in, like slow, introspective stuff. Walking Dead, when you're action-heavy, this hundredth... This hundredth fucking episode should have been balls to the wall action like the season four premiere was. Like an hour of straight fucking action, uh, saviors versus our group. 
Bam, 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 beginning to end. Any of this introspective, I, I realized, I realized that this war wasn't about me. It wasn't about Negan. It was about being somebody. It was about being a human and realizing. No, the show is only the most popular show on television, Phil. It doesn't have that kind of HBO money. You're right, Joe. It doesn't have the time or the the inspiration to try to do anything more because it's not striving to keep itself on the air because it's just going to perpetually get season after season and we're going to all eat this shit up because there's going to be hundreds of zombie people being like, oh, this is the greatest. Like, and then I'm not telling you that's not great. Like, I enjoy this episode. If you enjoyed it too, I'm not being like, you're fucked because you enjoyed it. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that there's so many, is The Walking Dead's in it probably should have been ending in this season and it's not. You know, I, I, I want to say... I enjoyed the show. Remember I said I really enjoyed the show, Phil? Let me finish. Hold that thought. I'm just going to finish the episode really quick. We get a few more mumbles as the crew heads through for another pass at the Pays Institute. Someone throws a grenade and they all duck and they run up. The walkers are marching in the sanctuary. Uh, Gabriel's trying to stay alive as he finds her. The grenade opened a building behind them. I think the grenade was set purposely to let out zombies from a building. Fair. Yes. Awesome. And I just want to get through the episode and then we can babble. Gabriel's trying to stay alive as he finds a room to hide in and then Negan's in there and then we get this whole thing right right here never did you go see i'm not afraid of a big wait wait where's you got your shitting pants on what <laughs> not like what your was that pants. Oh, yeah, where was the gun? Don't you? I do. That's why I emptied my clip in your face, you fucking freak. Yeah, and fucking a, and that's the end of our episode of The Walking Dead. Joe, I'm sorry I interrupted you. Hopefully, you remember <laughs> remember where you were going. You don't. I fucked yeah, you. Yeah, no, I do. I perfectly. I remember. I said I, I enjoyed the episode when I watched it. I, I enjoyed it, but. Now that I've had this nice little talk with you, Phil, I, I thought <laughs> it's show. worse. It was worse. You, you, you gonna, are you gonna not six point five? Are you dro- Are you dropping I your six point? I dropped to like four. Oh, like, shit. I dropped to a four. Oh, Phil, the show sucks. Oh they shit! Can't, this all this whole Negan thing sucks. Like, oh, why did anybody just fucking shoot him? Come on. If I was standing there, Phil, like if they were like, "All right, Joe, you're in the you're, you're in car number four. Let's go." Like, I, you know, I'm sitting there going. What the fuck is wrong with you people? Shoot this motherfucker. Or do I just shoot him? I just shoot him, right? It's over, Rick. We can go home now. So, Joe, I forgot. I didn't end the episode well. We get a festival. We hear that it's a festival. We hear music. We hear happy times as Rick gets led outside. And we see the house mixed with, uh, and then we get crossed back with Rick's bloodshot eyes. And he says, my mercy prevailed over my wrath. Over to another time with another speech, again, flashing over, not working. We start tomorrow. Everything we start now, we already won. We already won. And that is the end of our episode. Uh, Felicia says, Joe, tell us what you really feel. They can only go so long. Last season was the the telltale sign. The show is on the downward side, not to mention the ratings drop. Okay, yeah, I got to. The, they jumped the shark with the, with the, with the dumpster dude. They really did. It's tough. We, it's hard to come back from that for us anyways. K. Rich says, okay, I got a machine gun. I'm in a dark trailer by myself. A voice says something. If it's my best friend in the world, he's dead before I have a second word. Yeah, K. Uh, K. Rich. Uh, Rich, it's absolutely. Like, even if that's Joe's voice, if I have a machine gun and I'm in this situation and I hear like a, hey, it's PP pants time. Are you going to shit your pants? Right, exactly. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. I just fucking escaped a horde of zombies. You know, and I'm hiding in the dark, and someone's like, "You got your shitting pants?" Like, what? Like, bam! 
shoot, unload. Like, oh, now I guess I'm going to die from zombies too. Now that it's not like they're not, they don't know you're there. They're not going to, they're not already pounded on the fucking doors. And he still has a clip. Like, why am I the scared one here, Negan? You have a baseball bat and you're like five feet away from me. Like, put, just empty the clip in his fucking legs if you don't want to kill him straight out. If you like shit in pants. No, I have a gun and you have a baseball bat. I have, uh, I have my big dick pants on now, and um, they're about to get wet all over your pussy. Tom himself, good to see you, Tom, says, Phil, an action junkie hippie? I'm baffled. It, if it's The Walking Dead, I want it to be crazy action all the time. It's what makes The Walking Dead great is when it— uh, No, I don't want it to be—they, like I said, they do a great job building tension, mm. uh, setting scenes. And when they Fair. do that stuff, they do it well. Like, one of the things—remember, I'm always like— I'm always like, what the fuck? All, all it takes is one line properly placed, which too often it's not, to set up. Like, like I forget who says it, but it might have even been in Rick's speech. We've practiced over and over. We've practiced this. We're, we know what we're about to go do. He's got the checklist. He's crossing off the names of the people, of the guards they're killing. When I say that there were aspects of this show I liked, those are the things I really liked because I would hate to have like, like they don't show that they don't say anything about it, but all of a sudden, like everybody knows exactly what they're doing. All the cars are armored. No, apparently it has been a while because we get that. We get that with the setup, the long thinking shots or whatever. But uh, ultimately that's some of the things I like. I, I, I want to see them, you know, Sounds off. I want to see them make a fire plan for the town. You know, yeah, <laughs> like, no, no, how, I, if the zombies crash through, what do we do? Like, that's kind of like also the point, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's part of what makes The Walking Dead excitement exciting at the beginning. <clears throat> it was that how when you put yourself in those situations, like how, how would I deal with it? it? How would you handle those situations? Uh, Nick asks us any death predictions for the season. Uh, besides the expectations of the fans. No, uh, my biggest death prediction for the season for character I don't think is going to make it out would be Carol. I don't see Carol making it out of this season alive for some reason. I think she, I think she's a definite goner. I, I would hope to see Ezekiel gone, but I don't think, I think he's here, here to set here. To how stay. about, how about instead of whose death prediction, right? How about we do, Who's the next to have a big pouty pants fucking arc? And we'll say, I want to go be on my own or I want to die. Rosita. Somebody give me a pep talk all season long and tell me how I'm foolish like I did for somebody else all last season. How about we do that? How about we, who's the next, the next fucking little bitchy pants? Well, it, it, I mean, it's it's continue. There's certain people that are going to continue the bitchy pants. Are. Continue their bitchy pants. Are Carl will continue his bitchy pants. Yeah, arc. Carl will definitely continue his bitchy pants arc. Uh, let's see who else. Uh, Rosita will definitely continue her bitchy pants arc. <laughs> there's no chance of anything other than that. I'd like to see Aaron survive, but he might be fodder. Uh, I'd also like to see. <laughs> Who might have a bitchy? I, do we think we're going to have a bitchy pants Rick season? I don't think so. I think Rick's going to be full on this season. We've already had like a, a, a season and or two seasons of Ricky bitchy pants. H- Hannah's been H- shown on and off bitchy pants. We've had Rosita a half a season of bitchy pants. Oh, we have a lot of Tara votes. We have Tara. We Tara, Tara votes. Tara. Yeah, 
I guess we could get some tower. She starts off bitchy pants, though, doesn't she? Like, that's how she comes into the show well, she, almost. She's more comic relief than bitchy pants. Rosita's more bitchy pants. Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe we get another Daryl to Daryl bitchy pants. We might. It could. We could get Daryl bitchy pants. Ezekiel with, bitchy pants. Mm, I don't know if we're gonna get no. Ezekiel bitchy pants. Ezekiel. Ezekiel is too. Too thou art you. I mean, he might go all to be or not to be. That is the question. There is noble to suffer. If anything happens to his tiger, then he might go all bitchy pants. Or if Carol, if something happens to Carol or his tiger, we may get Ezekiel bitchy pants. That would be awful because we're going to get all Shakespearean tragedy monologues. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to turn into like all the worst monologues of King Lear and uh, in Hamlet and Macbeth. <laughs> to thine own heart be true, I doth crass thee into shit apothecappy. Like all that sort of shit. The, the, moon, the moon hangs low like a testicle in the sky. That's a Robin Williams joke. Right there. But whatever, it's just fucking stupid. So Carl and Carl is going to go to Rosita and him and he, they will have, they'll be bitchy together in bed. Already want to choke her with the Twizzler, says Timo. Where the fuck the character find that? Give yourself more credit than that, Timo. Uh, Negan for Macbeth. Yes, let's hope we get a lady Macbeth to fuck his ass up. Oh fuck, Macbeth, Macbeth. Ooh, I want, I want that now. I want to see, uh, I want to see Ezekiel fucking bitchy pants. That art to kingdom to thine bitchy. Please have no mercy on mine hot filled soul. My bitchy pants are in the laundry. Yorick, I knew him well, Horatio, a fine incest fellow. So yes. Them bitchy pants. I need I need that out bitchy pants, Joe. I can't wait for two weeks. So Joe, you won't be with us next week, correct? I will not. I have to work. Yeah. Evening. So, but you will be back in two weeks. You will be with us every other week for the Walking Dead season. I will either be uh, alone next week or have a special guest. Uh, we'll have a couple of different guests this season on the recap show. David will definitely be joining us on a few of these. Maybe next week. I'm not sure. I also may have a couple of other random friends that watch The Walking Dead joining us on weeks that Joe isn't around. So, Joe, any final thoughts on this? Episode, the 100th episode of The Walking Dead? Um, it's been a while since I have religiously watched 100 episodes on a Sunday of any television show. Um, so the fact that I may be getting down, coming down on this show quite a bit last season, this season... Uh, or any episode in particular, like I am tonight. That says volumes. There are very few shows, especially hour-long shows, that uh, I haven't... Like, I've watched 100 episodes of, you know, hour-long shows and shit, but never religiously, on the night they come out, at the hour they drop, or as soon as I possibly can. Would you be if, watching... Like I'm working or sick or Would you like be that, watching you know? the show this religiously if we didn't do this? This show, yes, I still would be. Um, at this point, after tonight's episode, if we weren't doing this, I might be starting to think I'm done completely because I'll get my, you know, foolish zombie fix from Z Nation. I wonder, <laughs> but I, I wonder what this show's like if it's better on a binge watch. Like if you collect episodes and then just binge watch it episode after I, episode. No, I, I really don't think it is. 
And I'll tell you why. Because unlike in the books, where you can read and you can get through pretty much Negan or through the end of uh, Negan's introduction to the end of the Great War or whatever, right? You can get through that in like an hour or two. But either way, whether you're uh, having to sit, if you have to sit and watch it week after week, one hour at a time, you forget how horrible it was by the time the next week comes up of what you had to watch of Negan. But I swear to fucking Christ, if you binge watch season seven, you are basically sitting through six hours of <laughs> Negan monologue out of the, what, how many episodes was it? I, it was 16. 16 episodes. You're watching because the first half doesn't have much Negan. It's the second half. It's the back half. The comeback in February half that's almost the eight episodes there. So that last eight hours is six hours of fucking Negan monologue, maybe five, five hours, five to six hours of Negan monologue. And that's enough to want, make you want to blow your fucking brains out. Like you just, it's like, imagine if you were watching the Sopranos, right, Phil. And in every episode for the last two seasons, it was just Carmela and the mother and AJ and AJ, right? Every like 40, 40 minutes out of the 55 minutes was the three of them. You, <laughs> you would never, you, you like, like as good as the writing or f- everything else could be, you would never want, like, you're going to watch six hours in Egan unless you really can stand his. No, and some people, and, 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 to be, and to be fair, badassery is just like, it, to me, it, none of it comes off. He doesn't come off like a badass. And I, I've had, I've had a lot of people talk a lot of shit really close to my face trying to be badasses. And sometimes I've been scared. And, so, and But honestly, most of the time, that kind of shit is like, it makes me want to laugh. Yeah, I've seen you laugh. <laughs> I've seen you in those situations laugh. And they don't like it. <laughs> but but uh, let, let's take a couple of comments here. If anyone wants to get in some last minute voicemail or text, now's the time as we're going to wrap things up probably in about five or ten minutes. 781-990-8509. Um, Hannah Pye says it was kind of meh for a hundredth episode, but I didn't hate it. You mean you didn't in Lost, Phil? Lost was weird because I binge watched it. I didn't watch it live. It was going on. So by the time I got to that point, I was just it, it didn't bother me as much as it bothered some other people because I just binged it. Couldn't make it past season two, episode one, and lost. And uh, Timo is on your your category. Hashtag blame Phil for continuous watching of The Walking Dead. Super Mario is pro, says I love Z Nation. Fucking crazy. Nick says uh, Jesus looks uh, Jesus looks good, period, but it might be sacrilege to have Jesus in my basement. Hack, uh, says Timo. Better than having them up on your cross. To Nick says, "What about the doth next will decipher whether thy allow? What thy doth next will decideth whether thy alas becometh everyone lasts a last day? Yes, another day, a last day. Receive some guns to the back of their head. Negan s monologue and de machina. Zeishach nach bushta perpach Sorry, the true Negan I love might I might not binge, dude. I was planning on a binge watch this shit before tonight's episode, but I've never got around to do it. Uh, Cannon says I need to catch up on Z Nation. I love the ridiculousness of it all. Yes. Uh, Tom himself says the thing is squeaky clean. Basically, cable tame TV Negan is just not the same. The comic books Negan is 6'3", 300 pounds, and his foul mouth is 90% of his character. Joe, it's the foul mouth, the fact that he's not fucking, and he's saying like things like poopy pants and all that shit. 
is that part of it? If he was like, fuck you and all, and he was like straight up <coughs> cursing and they beeped it if they had to, like, would that make a difference in the character? Would that make him if more the dialogue more closely represented the dialogue that's in the book? No, it would still feel the same. The, the problem is, is that it takes a lot more to get that dialogue across. When you're reading the comic book, you read a uh, dialogue bubble, right? And you see a frame. When you watch a show, you have to watch a character deliver those lines over a period of time at their pace, at their cadence. You have to wait for the director to get the shots. Have a good night, Kev. Before the actor can continue those lines. So you get what would take, you know, to, to read this whole balcony shit is literally going to take place in three pages, maybe four pages, right? In a comic book, which is, you know, six frames of fucking picture of photograph to look at. Whereas it takes 15 to 20 minutes. So it's not necessarily what he's saying. It's the fact that it just carries on and on and on. And they have him repeating it over and over again. Listen, I know I say fuck a lot, right? And at some point there are people out there that that turns off. They're like, I can't watch another 20 minutes of Joe just scream fucking, 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 fuck at his, at his camera again. And there are some people out there I can. who love it, right? And But the thing is, uh, it's, I don't know, it's it's a two-edged sword. For me, it's not. It it doesn't matter what he's saying. It's the fa- it's how he's saying it. Um, In the context because, of what he's saying. It, right, because I some of the, like, one of the, I didn't know it was from a movie at the time. I heard a friend of mine, uh, Scott, say this. But when he threatened someone uh, to stomp a mud hole in someone's ass, I was legitimate. Like, I am going to stomp a mud hole in your ass. I was legitimately scared for this person at the time. Right? And then, like, six months later, at, like, three in the morning, I'm watching Moving, Richard Pryor movie. Great movie which this line is actually delivered in and delivered from at the end of the movie. And I started fucking dying. I was like, Oh my God, the scariest threat I've ever heard come out of somebody's mouth. like was stolen from this fucking Richard Pryor movie that came out <laughs> 10 years earlier. Like, I was like, what the fuck? Even though it was like five, five or six years earlier. But like, so like there's like, and there's no fuck in that, in that threat. There's like, he says ass and he says mud hole, but, but holy shit, like this, you know, you don't have to f- drop f bombs and be so vulgar to be a scary fucking dude, you know, like. So it's more for you in the way the actor performs it and the way and that he it's performs written. Performs it like a fucking clown, <laughs> like everything is delivered with this over the top circus fucking performance. Like, if anybody watched Blood Race on sci-fi, it's almost fucking slinty the way this guy fucking delivers all his fucking lines. It's it's the big juxtapose. Like, it's... I don't know why I keep saying that word. It's the big the big mirror to, to Ezekiel's fucking renaissance bullshit and that... And that and those fucking junkyard people speak it crap. <laughs> like, like, between the three of those, like, between the dialogue from the three of these, like, these things like the fucking flames filled the burning burning there's flames burning 
They're burning. Uh, Big Kev says, has a good night. You guys make the show better. Keep it real. Stay up, you guys. Big Kev, love you, buddy. Great seeing you, Big Kev. Thank you for all the birthday wishes. Everyone. JDM is not menacing at all. I could beat his ass with my eyes shut. Tom's himself. Happy official name okay. day, Joe. A Richard Pryor movie that came out six years earlier. Richard Pryor's been dead for years. Joe, you're giving away your age too much. Atari yeah, Dad. Uh, I won't do. Atari Dad. 42 today. Atari Dad also points out that uh, if they follow the comics, we may see Negan for a long time, and that is definitely possible. So, Joe, in in class of your birthday, uh, Joe, you're always, always been my. What an honor. Yeah, you're my shit buddy, Joe. You'll always be my shit buddy. Don't have to worry, get your shit buddy. Awesome. Yeah, I, I feel true. good being at least somebody's shit buddy. It means I know I have a shit buddy. Yeah, I'm your shit buddy, too. Here we go. That's, That's right, motherfucker. Oh, yeah, you motherfucker. It's Joe's birthday. Everybody take off your clothes. It's Joe's <laughs> motherfucking birthday. Let's all get naked and have some fun. Not me or Joe, because no one wants to see that shit. But everybody have a happy birthday for Joe. Celebrate motherfuckers. Celebrate motherfuckers. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, motherfucker. Happy birthday, Joe. Yeah, And, of course, in, in honor of our, our good friend. Uh, and uh, one more time for you, Joe. Shut the fuck up, Joe. Shut the fuck up, Joe. And then it's shut the fuck up, Joe. Okay, so uh, so j- just for old time's sake, players, shut the fuck up, Joe. And uh, we got a voicemail before the end of the All show. Right. Okay, let's see. We I think we got a do we have a voicemail from Broke from here? Broke oh, yeah, man. we got from the Broke Black Man. So uh, let's let's listen to Broke Black Man ninety four. Who? Oh wait. The shut the fuck up, Joe. <laughs> shut the fuck up, Joe. Wasn't over yet. <laughs> so uh, let's play let's play Broke's message. Hey, Phil, Joe, live motherfucking chat. This is Broke Black Man 94 here for starters. Once again, happy birthday, Joe. Second, fuck Rosita. Third, <laughs> the episode was, at first I was like it was good. Now I'm just like, come on now, season eight. You could have gave us a freaking roar. Instead, you gave us an okay episode. Like, yeah. come on. I've been like hyping up this damn episode. <laughs> Since the end of Yeah, and, and I'm going to play the rest of Broke's message. But yeah, Broke's been, Broke's been like, come on, guys. Don't sleep on The Walking Dead. Come on. The, Phil's channel is half The Walking Dead, half Game of Thrones, and then a lot of other shit. Come on, let's hype The ga- Walking Dead. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be great. Come on, guys. Don't sleep on it. And uh, yeah. Last season, even today. And it was like, eh, all right. Okay. Like, come on, Walking Dead. Come on now. You're about to start making me retract all those messages from Discord. <laughs> but no, I'm still loving. I'm still going to tune in next week as always. But seriously, Father Gabriel, really? This is no. war. God, why are you being a good Samaritan? Stop like, it. God damn it. So my question is this. You, you guys think that Gabriel is even going to last this season? Or is he going to die? Is like, Negan even going to spare him? That's I don't know, for a second, I thought he crawled under the dumpster, so I thought it was going to be <laughs> do, all good. Do you know Turns what? He crawled into the dumpster with Negan. Do you know what, David? Uh, I'm sorry, but I'm just calling you David, Broke. Uh, do you know what, Broke? The fucking shit is fucking ridiculous. No. 
He's going to somehow survive all of this stuff. And you just made me even more pissed off about the Father Gabriel situation because Father Gabriel just saw, I didn't even think about this because at first I'm thinking, okay, he doesn't really know who this guy is or something like that. But he saw him come out on stage for Team Negan in that situation. You're well, he also, everybody knows that he's being threatened to do that. And then he gets pushed off the stage when it doesn't do anything. Fair, but still at that, would it? at that point, fuck that guy, right? <laughs> fuck which that guy. Is, which is the, why would would you think this works why would you think that that's that this works we're all out here willing to get shot and die so you think that threatening this man's life if i'm willing to give up my own that threatening that guy's life up there that whiskey stealing motherfucker <laughs> no is it whiskey wasn't it some other wasn't it like uh tequila whiskey whatever the fuck it was gin he was a gin? whole fucking case in his closet dude Oh, my fucking goodness. Okay, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. We've got to jump into the live motherfucking chat and thank all the people that are still in there. Tari Dad, Broke, Felicia, Finch, uh, Hannah, Ian, Johnny, Mary, Michael, Quixote, Tim, Timo, Tom himself, Ren, fucking Renwood. Lots of love to you, Ren. Lots of love to all the people. If you haven't already and you enjoyed this podcast, enjoy this video. Did you finish Broke Blackman's message? What was that? You didn't finish Broke Blackman? No, I, I did. I did. Question. Question was just about uh, about the about Father Gabriel, Gabriel. and do, and do right, we think right. that Father Gabriel will die this Make season? It. I think somehow, in spite of his ridiculousity, he will end up alive at the end of the season. No. Dead. Dead. Fucking dead. Oh, he's oh. dead. Carol's dead. Um, Whoa. Daryl's dead. Fucking Rosita's dead. Quixote in the live uh, chat says, uh, "Broke black man." Dead. Brooke Blackman should work at one of those phone sex call line thingies. That's what that's what Quixote says in the live chat. Yeah, yeah you should listen to her, Broke. <laughs> listen to her. Smooth motherfucker. Smooth motherfucker. <laughs> Goes down like a smooth, smooth motherfucker. Smooth motherfucker. So, everyone, thank you so much for joining us. Joe will be back in a couple weeks. I will be back next week to talk again about this episode or about episode two of The Walking Dead. I will either be alone or with a guest. Not quite sure quite yet, but we will see. And You're it- never alone, Phil. You got the MFC. That's true. No matter, even if I am alone, I get the live motherfucking chat. And sometimes that's fucking fun and silliness to be by myself on the live stream. So And have have, have the call in line open because I will at least call in and give you a... Uh... Oh, I, I I will. In in the 781-990, I can change that over to call in. So you can always call in on that line too. But yeah, if you haven't already and you're watching this and you enjoy our fucking shit, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. Huge thank you to all of our Super Chat donations tonight. You guys are fucking amazing and you're making me fucking buzzy. I cannot wait to talk to you guys next week about The Walking Dead, episode two. Make sure if you're watching this later or if you're listening to the podcast, comment away about what you thought about this episode. Why are Joe and I wrong? Why was this awesome? Why was this? We are not wrong. I, I mean, I don't think we're wrong, but I love hearing people tell us. I haven't why we're been wrong. wrong since 1994. Not, yeah, that time you lost something in the snow when you were walking through the snow and lost something. I, I always meant to ask you if you really lost that, if that if that was real, if that, if that was real, or you just pocketed. Real. You really, you really lost it. Really lost. It. Oh, that's fucked up, dude. Anyway. It's wicked fucked up, dude. It's the most fucked up thing ever. Would you admit right now if you didn't really lost, lose it? Okay, um, 
if if I had been lying, yes, you don't go this deep. <laughs> no, maybe you do. No, maybe and, you and do. Then, and then give up on that lie. No, no but, but I was not lying then. Yeah, I am true. not lying now. Okay, fair. Fair, fair, fair. I only say that because I bumped into that person recently. So. <laughs> and, and, and here's the thing also, Phil. I didn't do it. It wasn't me. No, no, no. I don't. Video? Oh, yeah. That might look like someone that looks a little bit like me, but no. that's not me. Wasn't you. Wasn't you. Timo says, thanks for the stream. Much better than the show. Welcome back, Joe, even though you're often wrong. I love seeing you guys in the chat again. <laughs> Have a great night. Guys, you don't go this deep. Yeah, Joe and I are going deep. We're having a little bit of an after-show discussion on the end of the show. I can't help it. See, I, I'm selfishly wanting to keep Joe on the show longer right now, but it's his birthday. I want to let him out so he can go play some video games, hang out with Katie, chill. Oh, which I will be. Hopefully, we get Madman some gary eakin on the uh friday the 13th right so if you want to check out joe you can go over to dirty issues and check Maybe him phil comes over and joins us for some friday the 13th check out some game motherfucking Maybe, streaming uh, over big there. talk out there if he's uh with us maybe he comes and joins us for a little bit maybe maybe none of you do maybe none of you motherfuckers maybe all you do maybe he's alone so uh, so wait 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 what's this going deep it will save it for the story podcast in a later date so you guys are fucking awesome tonight as always live motherfucking chat we're lucky to be able to get to talk to you guys and we'll talk to you guys i guess we'll talk to you guys fucking next time and where the fuck is oh there we'll play this one Peace good- and love and thanks for the birthday wishes, everybody. Yep. Have a good night, all.